Hey guys, welcome back to part two of my interview with my cousin Richard on his gambling addiction. I hope you guys liked part one. In this episode, we get much more into the reality of gambling today and how accessible it is and the potential dangers of that. And I just want to also preface this episode by saying that if you are somebody that does gamble, do not take this episode as like, hey, you might have a problem. It simply is just talking to my cousin who has had an issue with gambling and discussing the potential dangers of what he sees and how easy it is to do it now. Um, regardless, it was, again, another amazing conversation and just so insightful and really cool for him to be so open and vulnerable about it. So I hope you guys enjoy it and let's get into it. It's so crazy to me thinking about all this because, you know, you were doing all of this at a time where, I mean, it was casinos and like, like you said, the racetrack cards, whatever it was. But nowadays it is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Every single day I go on Twitter. I don't gamble. It's not my thing. Um, and I just get ads for these apps. It's all sports betting now. It's all anyone talks about. If you go on to ESPN or like NFL Network and they're talking about a game or they're previewing it, whatever, they will literally give you the line for every game that yeah. they're talking about. Yeah. And then you go and these like DraftKings and like fan book, fan duel, whatever it's called, they will have promotions to get people to start. And they'll say, if Aaron Rodgers passes for more than 30 yards today, you will win $20 free. Free bet. Yeah, well, you got to be very suspicious. When they start offering free stuff, like I wouldn't be surprised a year from now if they were offering people free houses just to start gambling on their site, knowing that the person that they're giving the free house to is going to lose at least the, the, their house and another house back. It's, that's it's crazy. What, yeah, yeah, and, and the incentives to, and that's why the more free stuff they give away, the more you gotta be suspicious they're up to something. But what, so I have a question for you because I have a good amount of guy friends who do use these apps quite frequently, um, and they say that they never put their own money in it, like they, they'll take the free bet and then they just use that. And they'll never put their own money in. And it's always small bets. It'll maybe be like two, three times a week where it's like, hey, I'm betting $5 here, $3 here, you know, 10 to win 27, like very small, small things. And, you know, my parents, like my brother will tell them about some of these bets they're doing. And they just can't help but get worried because they're like, it starts off like that, right? A hundred percent. A hundred, only a hundred percent. Can you? Sorry if you guys. You guys are definitely gonna hear a lot of background noises. We're in my basement again. Um, we're not the most professional, so I'll try and edit that out. But um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's a pleasure listening to water go down the pipes. No, isn't it? It yeah. adds a little bit of you know. Yeah, little sounds mystery. like me when I was losing. I was going down the drain. <laughs> Maybe that's. It's a good analogy. Did. Yeah, that's what you did. She's actually she's uh, Julie's doing background dubbing of sounds. To 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 uh, reflect how I felt when give I was give you guys more of an insight onto yes. what it truly is like. It's not the show going down the drain. It was me going down the drain. I hope it's not the show going down the drain. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm gonna blame you for it. Exactly, I'm the guest. <laughs> <laughs> totally. But 
would you say for the people who bet like that where they just say it's only a few dollars here and it's none of my own money i'm never going to put any of my money into it would you say that are there moments are there things that you could point out where you're like this looks like it could be a problem for you you know what the way you phrase that question is so beautiful because it's so spot on it's exactly how it starts only exactly how it starts they know that you know it's it's all calculated you know uh, uh, everything that 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 happens with these sports services is 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 it's it's like the pit boss at a casino and he comes over and he shakes your hand and he you know i was mr cooper but with the big shots hey mr c how you doing and the minute the You're nice trying to make you feel good about yourself. oh the minute the niceness starts i used to say what why why my mr c now because i I'm, i was mr cooper when i had less money now i'm mr c now and now what's coming the the room and the, the, the food and, and the free and you're sending up girls or i'm not interested in your trying to to, to to dupe me into betting more i'm doing a good enough job on my own did it work no i because i would bet on my i didn't need the fraudulence okay. and the phoniness yeah. but i'm saying to you that's what happened to me but i could see how kids you know y- young people who are the uninitiated who are not familiar with this tactic innocently keep telling their parents that they're only gambling the money until that one time when they step over the it's only a matter of time before yeah. gambling and and i you don't know who it's going to grab and you don't know who's going to become an act who's not but you know if you you can tell a lot of times by how how intense the persona of the person is that that's doing this and that if they're denying it strongly they're probably a candidate for for being a compulsive gambler and the sad thing is what you, what you just said they're they're recruiting them gamblers yeah, it's sick now. it's so crazy yeah. i'm like you would never see if let's say and again not to compare the addictions but if if there was like Heineken light and they put out if you order if you sign up on our for a membership on our website right now for free we will immediately send you a case of beer and if you send this link to six other people you know as long as they're over 21 you'll get how much off of and not to say that that's then going to turn into you being an alcoholic but it's like you would never really see that i feel like right with gambling just because it's i guess not something that can physically physically impact your life at least in the beginning it's just viewed at but just think, differently. think about this. How many times can they give away free money if if if, if it was a guarantee that nobody would become an, a, a gambler? No, they'd exactly. They'd be out of business. Yeah. But so they know. Because it sounds like a crazy strategy, right? Yeah. Well, it, like, it's not like I'm, you know, if the CEO is sitting there with uh, uh, his top manager and and they discuss the, the year in, 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 in review and they end up having no compulsive gamblers and they gave away... 27 million dollars worth of free stuff and they have no revenue because nobody's playing beyond the free stuff that that's not a good business but the reason they're going to stay in business is because they know that free stuff is going to seduce and attract a certain number of people and 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 that's part of their business model that's a fact and they know that otherwise they wouldn't be doing it 
they wouldn't be giving away the free stuff because, like I said, they would have no revenue by the end of the year. And now what's even crazy, too, is um, on social media, they'll have athletes who are then sponsored by these gambling companies to promote Total. their sites. And I'm like, that's literally an athlete who you can bet on his game, on his stats or Total. hers, whatever it is. That's crazy, too. And they can't bet on their own. And I don't know if you know the story. Calvin Ridley, who is a wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons, he just got suspended for a year because he bet on NFL games, a total of like $1,500. And he, I think, bet on the Falcons to win his own team like once or twice. But he still got suspended for a full year. And everyone's like, okay, makes sense. But if the NFL has a partnership with all of these gambling companies now. Yeah. The line is... The line is so blurry to begin with. Yeah. First of all, Calvin Ridley needs to get some friends to have him have them bet for him if he's betting. On yeah, him. right. Do it smarter. You, know, I mean, you, <laughs> have, you can wire the money over. Yeah. All you got to do is make a phone call or wire the money. Hello. I mean. Yeah. Obviously, but like you said, no. The line is so capable of being uh, enhanced in a blurring way. It's completely blurred because now they're everybody's just trying to get more money and whatever way they can and yeah. it's really it's really sad because now they're going to corrupt sports big time and 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 i think i think they're going to ruin a lot of people's lives and, yeah. and 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 but the interesting thing i don't know how much you want to hear about this but it's interesting because this type of gambling does not lend itself ironically to people bottoming out as quick as quickly, and what I mean by that is, you—it's more of a corporate-style gambling. So you get—they will cut you off if you're not making payments. In the old days, when I was growing up, the—if you—you had to confront a bookmaker mm-hmm. or, or 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 a, a, a Shylock, there was threats and fear. And fear is what gets your, your life. Yeah. Now, what are they going to do? They're going to they they're going to def- uh, unfriend you from Facebook. <laughs> you know, I mean, what's the yeah. consequences? Yeah. The well, con- that's what I was going to say too. Is it's all on your phone. You don't have to leave your house. Right. Like it, exactly. There's no effort. And you find another site. And if you get cut off, you get. So what they're doing is they're really prolonging the amount of t- uh, amount of uh, uh, years. It's what it's going to turn into because addiction turns into years so they're just going to stretch out the the you losing enough money where you feel the pain because the only way you stop your addiction is when you, the pain gets your attention of you losing too much you losing too much and hopefully the pain gets your attention and you don't become immune to it and yeah. that's a whole other topic pain immunity that's part of the denial that we were talking about, we started talking about before. Mm-hmm. And pain immunity is where you displace the amount that you lost because, again, back to the gambling the, is the solution to the problem. You can displace pain if you can just get $100 because you have a winner coming up this Friday and you'll get even. So, and that dominates your thinking more so as you get into the addiction where you lose interest in your life and the addiction takes over your life as you get more into bigger amounts. And the absurdity of it is that the money really doesn't matter. It's just another level on the ladder 
that you have to keep climbing to get high. Mm -hmm. It's no different than a, someone drinking 10 drinks as opposed to five. You got to get more alcohol in you to get off. You can't get your high. You can't get, and it's sad. And this is what they're, they're, they're really breeding and uh, a whole new generation with all this availability. Uh, and it's, it's really, I think it's going to be a disaster. Yeah. I think it's a lot of people are predicting that they're like, this is going to cause a pen, a literally a pandemic, or maybe if you want to call it an epidemic yeah. of just gambling addicts or gam gamblers who just can't stop. And they, and you know, who knows what point it's going to get to and, and how you even, cause it's been sports betting only just became legal in, in Jersey and New York, like relatively recently. Um, and New York, I mean, New York sports are everything. Because, you know, you have people, and I, I look at New York sports, the metropolitan area, very differently than I do other parts. Because, like, West Coast, those people, fake fans. Fake sports fans, they have no heart. <laughs> they, don't, they just want to show people they wore the jersey and know the name right. of five players. Right. They don't actually care. But in New York, people care so much. Yeah. So you throw money on top of that. Right. The city's already a mess. You get some more degenerate gamblers out there. Lord knows what New York, Manhattan's going to look like in a few nope, years. No, no, and and that's what leads to. I mean, and there's gambling. It leads to, you know, stockbrokers coming in, uh, uh, doing more gambling. It just you're, you're you're creating youth, and the youth is going to have to take the addiction. If the addiction's in you, the addiction has to be taken higher. So you find a, a, a career. You find things to do. Do you, do you do. think that the addiction, you're born with it, or is it something you can develop, or both? Um, I think you can cultivate it, but I think it's, I think uh, uh, to a great extent it's genetic. I wouldn't assign uh, uh, a, a value one way or the other because it, uh, you, you can, like I came from a, a family that, you know, nobody gambled although again your mom's dad loved to gamble yeah he was a poker player right? yeah 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 but but he stopped but he controlled it never became a, he was a golfer too it never became a problem but yes i it's a great question as far as it is is it is it nature or, or nurture you know is it in your genes or do you learn you know it's it, it, what you learn in when you learn when you stop is it doesn't really matter to hunt down the origin. The questions no longer are important. Why did I gamble? How come I did this? How come, how come I got? If you're looking to find the answer to those questions, you're looking to get around the problem. The goal is when you get into, when the addiction becomes bad enough, the goal is to learn that you're powerless, powerless over your addiction your life has been become unmanageable, and you're proud and glad to surrender to not doing it anymore. I'm I'm relieved. I'm happy one day at a time that I don't do it because it would be it was so much. Any real bad addict will experience bad agony and pain, and and it becomes brutal to to keep the addiction alive. Is it hard to? keep your would you call it sober it's it's yeah it, i would say it, the addiction let's it lives on my hard drive but it's 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 in a nice long nap 
and I choose to let it stay napping. Uh, as long as I live my program and live my life one day at a time. So I'm never really cured, but it's, it's, it's in remission. But I, I never delude myself that I'm never going to gamble again. And it's more manageable that way. This way I only have the pressure you, of 24 hours. Are you scared that you would? I'm not scared of it more because I, I, it... it, it, it I know if I allowed myself to get to that point, I would feel fear. But I never entered, even when I have mental, you know, uh, uh, the thing scratches at me or, 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 or tries to flag me down. And, hey, there's a good game tonight. You could, I, I, I don't get to the level emotionally where I'm fearful. I'm automatically, innately terrified of it. So I don't have to worry about it on a conscious level because yeah. I never want to go back to that life. Yeah, I don't ever want to be that person. Uh, 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 it, it's it was it was it's just the most miserable because it's it's not only when you're gambling, it's not only when you when you're an addict, it's not only the time that you're miserable is when you're in action. You're miserable when you're not in action because you want to get money to go into action. So and your life is all about getting money or stopping. Well, how can I stop? And all you and until you learn that you don't have to stop forever, you can stop for one day and not you don't have to beat the addiction. You just have to surrender to it in an intelligent way. Like I could never beat it. It beat me, but I'm smart enough to go, okay, you can't have any more of me. You've taken enough of me. And yeah. and, and it's and I feel victorious even though the addiction see the addiction really wants me back all the time. That's what an addiction lives for. It wants me back every day. It wants me to relapse. Yeah. You know, that's what it, that's the only reason an entity, it's like the, the virus, right? Mm -hmm. It's like the only way COVID could exist is by spreading. If, if it isolates itself in one person, it's going to die. So yeah. it's got to spread. Yeah. So my addiction inside me wants to scream and get my attention. So, and it's trying to con me all the time. Come on, Rich. Go ahead, Rich. You can get a winner, Rich. You'll be better this time, Rich. You're smarter, Rich. And I don't buy any of the bullshit because I know it's a con. And addiction is that powerful. Have you, I'm assuming because you said you your first GA meeting you went to, you were 22, but it took 24 years for you to really find what worked for you to, to fully quit. So I'm assuming you've relapsed before. I relapsed in those 24 years a lot, yeah. And... Was it different each time, what it felt like, and, and sort of the thought process behind it? Like, I'm assuming you would go through moments where you were like, I know when to stop now, or this doesn't feel as <laughs> great anymore. Yeah, you go through every iteration to delude yourself that you're not gambling as sickly or as compulsively. And that's, again, part of the addiction. Yeah. The, the part that allows you to delude yourself. Yeah, that's a big part of it for a lot of guys and a lot of women, you know, so but you got to be careful because everybody should be careful because I think they throw that word. That word gets bandied about addiction really, really easily nowadays. And uh, but but where do you, you find it getting thrown most frequently? What I find what? Where do you find that word getting thrown most frequently? I, I just think what you, you, you know, uh, people just mention it a lot, you know. Even look Facebook, the Facebook addiction. 
I have an online addiction. The social media. Social thing. media. Addiction. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. You hear it all the and, and and it is. It's it's it, and anybody deny it. That's why they want to. That's why they want to cover it up. That's why they want to to bury it. You know, they don't want that getting out. That which which is completely back to your dopamine concept. It's completely based on on dopamine. Getting another like, getting another laugh, getting a like, getting someone more people to like. Oh, it. it's sick. I've even yeah. I've never been a big um, social media person in terms of like posting, but now with this podcast, I do try to more just to you know keep eyes on it and things like that. And my last two episodes were a review of. Do you know who Jay Glazer is? He's an NFL insider for Fox Sports. Yes, I do. He wrote a book um, called Unbreakable. Again, everybody go buy it. Um, about his lifelong battle with depression and anxiety. Like, very, very bad. And it was one of the most incredible books I've ever read, being both someone who has dealing with anxiety, but also just as a sports fan, hearing some of the stories he's told, his experiences. Um, and he... I tagged him in a post that was advertising the episode and he liked it. And when I tell you, my heart skipped a beat and I was on cloud nine for the next two hours. It was in, out, over a like. He doesn't actually care. Like he, I'm sure he maybe it makes him feel good that I liked the book, but like he doesn't know who I am. He's probably not going to listen to the podcast. He's no relation to me whatsoever. But I got so much from this one number I saw on a screen. It wasn't even him saying, hey, Julia, good job in a comment. You know, it's it's not something like, is it if because you were going back to it, too. Money wasn't it for you. It was the feeling. Well, that's money a, became the problem, but the feeling was more what you were looking for. Yeah. Yeah. But the money becomes like the uh, the escort, you know, it escorts the feeling. You know, and the more you win, the bigger your e false ego, and it's all about building up a big false ego. That you, it's all about the. Um, if you feel empty inside, you you can feel awfully big when you're picking winners. You know, you can feel like you're. It's all luck. Uh, well, I, it it's not. I I wouldn't say, it's. You know, there are things that make sense in sports, right? There are teams Fair. if you can. One team is better than the yeah, other on yeah, paper. You can, and... If you really dig, you know, you can take a look at what happens in matchups, in series, in, in games, and you can see why one team will prevail. That was where I got high. I would love to, to but I used to try to do that with horses who have no which would try doing it with horses, you know, it's insane. That sounds impossible. Yeah, it, 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 it is. It's a, it's a horrible sport to become addicted to, which is what I was got addicted that, to. Was that your main? Yeah, that's, I started at the, when I, poker and horses and poker and then, then sports, but, but horses, oh man, going to the racetrack and sitting down on the steps and finding one of my rusty friends and copping a few joints and rolling them up with my three different pens and marking my racing form with blue, red, and green and thinking that I am oh, just... Oh, this was very formulaic. Oh, yeah, thinking like I am like the Albert Einstein of handicappers and I am smarter because you always want to have an inside lane yeah. to, in, as ahead of everybody else, you know? Red, blue, and green, huh? 
Green ink just doesn't sit well with me. Well, I think it was red, blue, and black, but I said green in in, in, in hastiness. So oh, okay. we can edit that. I can, I can deal with that. You one. can deal with that. <laughs> There's so much to talk about, as as you could see. I could. This, this could go on for hours. Yeah, there's so much. And we, you know, I, 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 you asked some fantastic questions, my dear. Oh, thank you. Fantastic. No, they, they. I mean, it, it helps when you have someone who is so. It, you know, when talking about doing a podcast, which I know you are discussing starting your own. Yes. Which we need to get into. Um, it it makes it a lot easier when you have guests who are not only very good storytellers, but just so willing to share. Because a lot of people, especially when you're talking about an addiction and something you've battled your entire life, basically, um, and, and something that caused you so much pain, to mm. be so vulnerable and to be so willing to, and really living, as you've said to me before, living to help other people with it, um, is truly remarkable. Like, I don't think that that gets enough credit because it's one thing to be a therapist and you know help people with their problems and get paid for it right but to dedicate your life to helping people get out of a hole that you were so deep in that could have really destroyed you completely if it didn't um it's a very special thing and i'm very grateful to to you because you know having so many friends who are so honestly obsessed with gambling like all they talk about the lines the odds the this the that it is a scary thing um and so i think sometimes people need to hear it yeah the unfortunate thing about youth is is there there's a lot more uh iterations of dopamine they have to travel through before they get punished enough because you have to think about addiction in terms of chronology right so how much can you lose at 20 you know you get kicked out of school you get kicked out of your house the losses can be made back up so the denial part of that i have a, a serious addiction kicks in you just start you don't buy it fully that you can't win because you still have, you're still rambunctious, you still have fight in you. But as you get older, talking about the chronology, you then find that it compromises the relationship. Your girlfriend at 25 now wants to get married. Now you're more of an addict than you were at 20. Now she's kind of like in the way, even though you love her. But the sadly, the addiction is going to be triumphant over the love you have for your girlfriend. I've seen it and wit witnessed it firsthand. It happened to me, actually. You know, I was, although I had a couple of girlfriends when I was in my 20s, the gambling addiction, you know, was so powerful that, you know, it, it, it overtook the, 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 even, even, you know, it's not even the sex part, it's, it's, it's the fact that you can't make a commitment you know the the endorphins that come from being intimate with somebody is 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 one thing, but the constant need for action supersedes eventually. So now you're 25, and now gambling is in competition uh, for your attention with your girlfriend. And now, let's say you do get married and you have a career, and now you're more of a gambler. Eventually, 
as an addict, you have to take the thing up higher, and now you have more to lose. So, and then if you throw like a kid into the mix. Yes, and now divorce. So now so many guys come into GA in their late 30s, early with divorce, kicked out of their house, lost their first job, lost a great job, and now they have to pay child support, and now they're behind, and now they regret their lives terribly, and they think their lives are over. I can't tell you how many times that happens. So how do they get... They have to go into owning their addiction, starting um, uh, uh, again, stop living in the past, stop living a better past, stop correcting I should have done this and I would have done that. I just picked this team if I just did this thing. It's not even the winning only. It's, it's that, although that guys say that all the time and it means nothing anyway, doesn't matter how many winners you have, you still are going to go broke, which is the irony. If I picked every game the opposite of the way I picked it, I still would have been broke the same time uh, as I was. I still. If you were a perfect human being and never made a mistake in your life, everything would be gotta, great. Right. Then you'd be okay. If you never had a loss, <laughs> you would never know you're a compulsive gambler. Yeah. You just have to keep winning. And it's tr but I'm glad you get the infinity of this thing because that's what it comes down to. That's what tormented me. The infinity of it. Like, I have to keep winning. But I can't. I have to lose to make winning interesting or else I don't know the contrast. Right? You can't know pain and pleasure unless you know pain. So I can't know winning unless I'm familiar with losing. And there's a sickness about it with gamblers. Gamblers actually like to lose. They like to lose because they like to somehow punish themselves in a subconscious way that they're doing the wrong thing. That's got to be something where... It's, it's, it's crazy. It's almost... Because going back to me asking you, are you afraid that you'd ever fall back into it? If you were to get to a place that you felt like you were getting back into it, would that tend to mean that there's something bigger going on? It, 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 yes, that my life was failing. If I'm failing in my life, the, the, that to me, I'm not experimentally ever making a bet. I'm, I, I know that, that that's like, I'm telling an alcoholic to take a shot and see how it goes. Yeah, like, but that might be good for an alcoholic who's very young. I've been in the program 20 years, and I'm, I'm not going to delude myself foolishly to making an experimental bet thinking I control it. Do you think that someone who is an addict, whether it be alcohol, drugs, gambling in this case, do you think they really can only get over it with time? I think it's the only way that, and, and, and to teach. It's so like, is it possible for someone who really got into it badly at 16, 20 years old in your same timeline? Right. Do you think there's a scenario where a 25 year old could walk into GA and just be fine and never do it again? Or not be fine, but just fully quit and never do it again? Uh, I Have sponsor, you seen it happen? I, yeah, I sponsor a kid now who's 27 who had a tragedy in his life. He lost his brother in a freak accident and um, uh, connected with his brother in a medium session. He, he went to a medium, and the medium said his brother was reaching out for him, and his brother wanted him to stop gambling, and he was in the midst of his addiction, and he ended up stopping, came to a GA meeting, and now he's clean 15 months and he's, awesome. and he's going through the vicissitudes of, of, of getting better. And it's a very slow process. It's, but it's healthy when it's slow. 
it's unhealthy when a gambler gets too far in front of himself and thinks he's doing really well. Because it's not. It's not. It's, it, 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 it's, it's, again, a gambler uh, uh, trying to get in front, get the a step ahead. Get that edge. Get the edge. And you don't want to get an edge in, in, in getting better. You want to always stay humble. You know, you, it, it goes back to the surrender part. When you surrender, I'm proud I surrendered. I didn't, I'm not angry that I was defeated anymore. I went from being humiliated to finding humility. And all you got to do is change the, those N letters in that, in, in, in that word, and the word completely changes its meaning. Humility. I'm not the world that the rest of everybody I know revolves around. I am part of the world, and I'm able to appreciate everybody and everything in their in their in the value that they bring and who they are. Where you can't appreciate anything when you're steeped in an addiction because it's all about poor me. I'm losing. I need money, and and, and that really it's really all. And so gamblers end up somewhat autistic because they end up so isolated. Wow. And withdrawn from real, they don't really process reality. They're so, they're so completely, um, uh, what's the word? The word. It's like detached from reality almost. Yeah, they're detached, and and it's the inculcation, the constancy, of being in their own cocoon, that they're oblivious to. Other people's signals, when people have other needs, because they're in their own world, they're just lost in the darkness and the maze of this insane addiction that you can't recognize until you're out of it. You can't know how bad it was until you find, again, back to the contrast, till you find a semblance of light in recovery. Then you could know how bad the darkness was. Then you can realize the pain, because the pain that when you're in it, you only want to do is get out of it by getting a winner, getting a winner. If I get this money and get out, I can pay the book, I can pay back my wife, I can put the money back that I embezzled, right? I can get back to square one. The sad irony is the minute you get back the money that you need, you, get, the, you, the, God, you look at God and go, listen, can I break that deal and make a new one with you? Thanks for giving me the money that I asked you for, I cried in my pillow for, but can we fucking change, can I change the conditions of that deal just a little bit? I swear I won't do it again. And you've only broken the deal with God a thousand times too. You know, you always yeah. say, can I just give me a winner? Just one more. Just, just one, one more. more. It's always one more. It's never not one more. All right, guys, that's it for today's episode. I hope you all enjoyed and were able to take something from this. We are going to end this interview with one more episode, so part three. That should be coming out on Wednesday at the latest of this upcoming week. So I hope you all enjoyed and make sure you keep an eye out for part three. And once again, Richard, thank you so much for doing this. I, listening back while I was editing, just couldn't get over how incredibly honest you were. And I'm hopeful and I'm very, I'm very excited for the potential for people to really get something from this. And I'm just, 
so amazed by you and proud of you. So thank you again. And I'll catch you all on the next one.